My name is Aram, and I'm the Dungeon Master for God's Fall, a custom 5th edition Dungeon & Dragons campaign in Washington, D.C. Welcome back for our Season 1 finale. We have a lot to cover this week about the podcast, the world book, and our plans for Season 2. But before we get to any of that, we have one last shout-out to Battle Bards. BattleBards creates unparalleled soundscapes for all of your RPG tabletop needs. They have weapon sounds, spell sounds like Cone of Cold, full scripts to breathe some life into your NPCs. Are you lost? Surely you have stumbled into the wrong place, for you find yourself at a respite for those who shape the destiny of kingdoms, those who make or break worlds. Languages like Elven and Infernal. Even a magical gnomish celebration. So if you want your tabletop RPG to sound as good as God's Fall does, check out BattleBards.com. Hi, I'm Kay, and I am playing Queen Bryony Tinueth, fourth level high elf bard. Hi, I'm Steven, I'm playing Torvik Wildtongue, the level four dwarf paladin. Hi, I'm Doug, I'm playing Doronaut, the level four halfling rogue. Hi, I'm Michael. I'm playing Zion Preeton, a level 4 human sorcerer. Last episode, Zion and Phryne used their combined divinities to coax information out of a captured Zavonite assassin. What is your name? No, he won't answer. He was a zealot. He refuses to answer. He just, he just stares at you. I use my divinity to raise him into the air. Okay, you have risen him into the air. Can I amplify his fear? Yes, yes you can. So I repeat the question, what is your name? Cecil? (laughs) 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 And he he describes a church on the south end. There's there's a couple of Zavant churches. The one that he's describing is more used by farmers and the merchants and people on the outside rim. Were you given any other orders? He doesn't seem that high up in it. But it looks like he thinks there's about a hundred of people and that the power center was definitely around this church in the south. While Doro tried to cheer up a sullen Torvik. You were walking through the palace, you made three rolls. You were sneaking around, you ducked Zion and Para very easily. You circled back into the palace, you ducked some guards, you snuck around some rooms, you're just looking for Torvik. Torvik. And you can't find him and you can't find him, and you're kind of peeking around this wall and you feel a little tug on the back of your leg. <laughs> Oikers! Not even paying attention to anything going on. Just working away. Not even diligently, just... I close the door behind me and say, Torvik! 
There you are. I've been looking everywhere for you. Hey, Doro. How's it going? After describing his plans to form his own thieves' guild with the reluctant dwarf, Doro went looking for a quiet place to draft his thieves' charter and stumbled upon a troubled Caitlin. So I'm leaving him alone. There's a side So room. I go, I leave to go. So you're walking through some rooms. There's a, there's a long hallway with a bunch of doors. You're just kind of ducking in one door after the next, seeing which ones are unlocked, seeing if anything's inside any of these doorways. And then you come across a small bedroom and Caitlin's in it. She's sleeping on a bed in the center of the room. There's a couple of tables around her with bowls of water and fruits and like a little towel has been dampened and placed across her forehead. And it looks like she's having a particularly bad nightmare. She's fretting about and her fists are clenched and she's sweating a lot. You can't can't hear Dora. Only the the monsters are here. here. Caitlin, wait! And then you just fall unconscious, like into a weird blackness that seems to well up from inside you, take hold of you, and you just spin into oblivion. What kind of place is this? Flat black rock fills as if you pour dye into water, fills with this cloud of purple and pink, as if your hands touch the rock and the astral realm spilled out of them and into these rocks, as if these rocks held liquid. As it shoots towards the Worldstorm wall, it parts open, and as it does so, you can see the Union in the distance. The God King stands atop of the Union. His eyes are sunken and withered, and he looks exhausted as he leans on an edge of it, just barely holding himself up, surveying the vast wasteland below. Time seems to rapidly spin up at this moment. The second you lock eyes with him, you see suns and moons rise and fall. You see time go past for about a month, and then you see the world storm fall away for the hour of the God's War. And you see the God King gain hope for a moment. He raises his eyes. They look slightly more lifelike, but the hour passes and the world storm returns, and you see darkness start to form in the God King. He grows pale and withered. His flesh begins to hang off him in strips and bone starts to protrude through him and eventually he's just gone. And all that's left is this malevolent undead force that lifts his arms to raise an army of millions of undead that pour from the ground just as the world storm falls. Zion and Para have been in chambers with the queen and the other queen and some advisors. Friday has been poring over documents. Cyrene has been going over them with her. It gets to the point where there's just not a lot for you guys to do in the room. And it kind of feels like, you know, they've just been forgotten about. What do you want to do? Well, I mean, it's getting awfully late. So Mm -hmm. uh, I do want to go to bed. But as I said in the beginning of this very, very long day, I want to check in on Caitlin and see if she's getting on okay or if she's just like... Roll a search. Or whatever search Uh, is now. (laughs) Roll an investigation. (laughs) Any one of these things. 11. That's all right. So you're kind of looking around and you're opening doors and you're finding like storage rooms and everything else. And at one point you open a door and you see Torvik. And Torvik is just bent over. He's got chains and 
Oinkers is kind of next. Oinkers is like walking over and picking up tools and walking back over to him and putting the tools down. And he's shaking his head and putting the tool back in the box. And then Oinkers is going and getting another tool. And it's like that every minute. Okay. Uh, well, um, I'll go ahead and enter the room then. Uh, and uh, I say, uh, I sort of uh, touch uh, Torvik on the back of his shoulder. Say, hey, Torvik? Hey, hey, hey. Hi, I, I'm sorry to bother you. I know, I know you look pretty busy, but I was wanting to look in on Caitlin, and I thought maybe you could heal her. She's been through a terrible, trying experience, and I don't even think the Waters Vani can help her the way you can. I, uh, sure. Um, okay, let's go. Oikers, you, uh, you can come with us. You hear a, f- a, just a thump, and you turn around, and Oinkers has fallen onto her back, legs right up in the air, and Para is just tickling her belly and tickling her belly, and Oinkers is pleased as hell. They both just kind of look up and like, oh, oh, we have to go? Okay, fine. <laughs> and they get ready. All right, well, uh, do you happen to know where Caitlin might be staying? I've been in my room this entire time. Well, uh, could you help us look? Sure. I got an 18. There we go. All right, well, you got, you literally, like, could you help us look? I and found, you guys. I found the beer closet and got. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Torvik's gone for a second, comes back out with, like, a little pony keg. <laughs> found it. Oh, wait. <laughs> so, so you guys open, like, three more doors, and boom, she's just right, she's just right there. You'd have to go, like, maybe halfway down the hallway, of this, like, long hallway, and she's there. You open up a door, and it's, uh, there's, like, a bed, and it's a small, chamber there's windows that have been drawn and there's a couple of tables around one is a pot of water and she has a cloth over her forehead and she also has a doro slumped over her and bleeding i uh, rush over to doro to see where he's bleeding and if i can do anything to help him okay zion rushes over and grabs doro goes to roll him over and then you just kind of see his eyes roll back in his head and he collapses on top of them as well oh god not again uh uh Okay, hang on, wait. Yeah, the, uh, the second that happened, Para ran and Zion! Boom! And now Para's out as well. Uh, uh, Friday! Are you going to run back and get her? Do I, I mean, do I see what could be causing? Is there anything? Caitlin appears to be in some sort of nightmare. It's like her, she's sweating and she's gripping the, the bed really tight and the sheets are all wrapped around her and she's soaked. But they're all touching her? Yes, and they're all touching her. I'm gonna run. She's on a bed, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna run to the side of the bed and just upend it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, I want you to roll a strength. Seventeen. That'll 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 do it. Torvik runs to the side. Like, he just rolls the whole bed over. All four of you tumble out like cordwood onto a pile on the floor. And she just like kind of falls on top of them, right? Because she'd be the last one out because they were all on on top of her and now she looks like she's having a seizure her arms are up and her head's kind of torn back and her mouth is open and her eyes snap wide open and it's that same purple pink rolling fog you see in the astral realm that's now rolling over her eyes uh is there like a like a plank or something oinkers walks over and like noses her and kind of looks concerned and then she just vanishes what did you do? Thank God! Oh, uh, shit. Uh, uh, is there anything like a, like a long piece of wood I can use to like pry her off of everything? Oh, sure, absolutely. Like, like there's a, uh, let me see what there would be. Yeah, when there's, there's those long poles you would use to pull the curtains yeah. shut. Yeah, absolutely. Just like, I'm not trying to like 
violently do. I'm sure. just trying to get her to not be Basically just trying to not touch Russell. Yeah. Roll dexterity. And I stab her in the heart, too. <laughs> okay. So uh, I need you to roll. Okay, so you're like kind of like forcing her and like trying to get her up, and her eyes, whap, just snap towards you, and her hand lashes out towards you to grab you. What's your flat footed? Oh, you went, it's not gonna matter. Ninth is gonna hit you no matter what. So she grabs your arm and you spiral into oblivion along with the rest. Where am I? What's going on? I would say one second, hang on, sorry. Zion, you awake to find yourself alone in the room slumped over the bed. It is dusk and there are clouds and rumbling lightning outside. The bed is made, there's no sign of a wash bin or bandages or anything that was in the room before. Okay, well, I touched the bed where, uh, where Caitlin was. The bed's made. It looks like there hasn't been anyone in it. Okay. Um, I, uh, does it feel normal? What do you mean by normal? I mean, does it feel like a, a physical bed that I would have yeah. Oh, reasonably yeah. touched? Absolutely. All right, well, I cry out. Para! Doro! Caitlin, <laughs> Friday, guards! Arrest this place. Arrest this place! Arrest this place! It's silent. You hear nothing. Okay, uh, I uh, head to the door and I look out. Okay, door is open. You step out, or, or just look out. You look out, you're, it's a long hallway, and then ends in doors on either side and has doors all the way down both, both sides. Does this look like what it looked like? When I came here? Yeah, it looks like what it looks like. It was a long hallway. Maybe longer. Feels like it could be longer, more doors, but it feels right. Okay, well, I'm going to turn back the way that I came. You step out into the hallway, and the door slams shut behind you. I rush to the door and j- jiggle on the handle. It's, it's like it's not even a door. It doesn't move. It feels like it's like, you know, a, nor- a normal door would have some pull, right? It just doesn't move at all, and the handle just spins and spins and I reach spins. out with my divinity and crush the door. You reach out with your divinity, nothing, absolutely nothing. No force, no response. It's like it all of a sudden has been removed from you. All right, so I feel like a level one boy. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Well, a level four boy, you're a level four boy. Uh, there is light behind you. When you turn, the, all the doors that were behind you have now become glass. Like you can just see through them, the wall, the doors, it's like one long, they're all shaped the same way, but it's like they're all made of glass or they've all become transparent. You can see a second hallway that mimics this one next to you and you see Phryne and you see, um, what's his name, damn it. Brannick? Yes, you see Phryne and you see Brannick. And Brannock's name? I forgot Brannock's name for a it second. Has yeah. been a while. It's, it has been a while. Oh, yeah. So you see Phryne and Brannock. They're in a very similar hallway to you. Phryne is stumbling backwards. Her face is bloodied. She's holding her shoulder, and Brannock is advancing on her. Uh, I rush up to uh, push Brannock out of the way. You can't. There's a wall in the middle. There's a wall in the middle. Yeah, there's like, you're looking through a wall, but it's glass. So, okay. so you're looking onto the other side. Well, I will try to get their attention by screaming out, Friday, Brannock! Right, so you're screaming and you're pounding on the on the walls, and it doesn't, it doesn't seem like they can hear you at all. You're watching as Brannock advances. Friday goes to get up. Brannock grabs her leg drags her back, grabs her by the hair, and yanks her up and throws a hand around her throat, and you can hear every single word. You know we can't let you live, Friday. We can't let any of you live. 
you all left to die, and just slams her face into the wall. She reaches back, scratches him, which gets him to let go, and she bolts down the door and vanishes with her running, with Brannock running after her. No! I mean, I try to rush along the wall to wherever she's going. You turn, all of a sudden you see Caitlin at the far end of your hallway. She's just standing there in the middle of the hallway. Her eyes are rolling over with those pink and purple clouds. Caitlin, where are we? What's going on? You can't be here, Zion. Only the monsters are here. And the door opens behind her, just glowing bright, and she steps through it and vanishes. <laughs> I sit down. <laughs> <laughs> and I wait to wake up. <laughs> oh, this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, fuck this shit. Say, wait a minute. I've seen this before. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, honestly, is that what you want to do? <laughs> well, uh, I have a sus- my suspicions about mm-hmm. what's going on and where I am, especially after she said that. Sure. Um... But I also feel like I suppose it must be played out um, if, uh, if I'm to see what's going actually going on. And it could be that through Caitlin's visions, I might be able to see something that I need to see. So um, I will confidently follow Caitlin. Stride through the open door. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Okay. It's very wise. <laughs> so you step into this bright light that fills all of your senses. It even seems to ring with a sound. So you're still like, like it's loud and it's bright and you get your hands up and your feet all of a sudden are touching soft ground. And when your eyes adjust, you're in the middle of the shining field behind the southern shield. There's just blue grassland all with like, like kind of a, a, it's like a sea green grassland all around you, tall like where and where my brother and I used to practice? Exactly where your brother and you used to practice. About maybe a couple of miles this way is the Southern Shield. The Southern Shield is a giant city. It used to be the capital of Kadar before the breaking of the world and the capital got shifted north. There is a huge sloping ramp that leads up to this main castle and all the cities kind of built around it so it forms like a giant wedge right up against the ocean and there's additional little area where ships can come in and dock and then actually there's an elevator that lifts things up and takes stuff right into the castle or you can come in through the main gates from the land. Land you didn't think you would be in and look at things you probably thought you'd never see again. Mm-hmm. Perception. I, well, before I perceive anything, yes. I, look, I look out across the grassland to my home and reach out my hand knowing I'll never see my mother again. Oh. 16, perception, that's like, I think plus one, plus two. So 18. All right, so you're reaching out, you're feeling wistful, and out of the corner of your eye, you see something coming towards your head. Roll, uh, go ahead, go ahead and just roll dexterity. I duck. <laughs> um, 15. 15, okay. You duck just out of the way as a bow stick just passes over your head, and you stumble backwards, and Foza, your brother, is standing right before you. He's got a stick in his hand. He chucks another one at you. Roll dex. I want to be an initiative then. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12. You catch it. Roll initiative. Nineteen. Oh, that's good. What, I got a sixteen. I know. What a time to get it. Though. Go first. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, I don't have 
do I have anything on me? Nothing. Like, because, you know, you're I did wearing, have a stick back. but you're, you're wearing normal clothes, and now you got a wooden stick. I have a wooden stick, though. Yep, the one he hit with that, he just threw it. Oh, that he threw it. Not yours, the one that, yeah, he hit, he... He swung at you. You turn around. You see him with one in one hand and one in the other. He chucks you the one in his left hand and then gets ready to fight you. <laughs> uh, you know, try to hit him with my stick. Uh, does a 13 hit you? He just blocks it easily. And you can see that he's playing defense. Mm-hmm. He's clearly, like, he's taking swings at you, but he's not going full out right right now. He's just kind of toying with you, it feels like. A brother said it would come to this. You were always weak. Twelve. Uh, depends. Do I have any powers? Uh, okay. Um, you have, yeah. You, you look. In fact, as it's coming for your head, you. I try you, to reactivate my shield. You know. Nothing. You can't even feel it. All right. Crack. Now you rolled with it though, so take off two. It just kind of caught you just just underneath your chin. All right, well, then I swing to attack him again. All right, you taste copper in your mouth as a little trickle of blood. I'm not weak, brother. Uh, 11. <laughs> <laughs> 14? Yeah. Okay, uh, I need you to then roll a dexterity roll. He's going to try and trip you. Two. Yeah. All right, he just kind of kept you under your ankles. You only take two points of damage, but he flips you onto your back. So, no, poof, you're just kind of on your back in the ground. He's just... Flipping his bow stick in his hands and just walking around you. All right, well, I get up. You're a traitor to everything we believe in. You're a traitor to what Father believes in, and he's going to send me after you. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everything you believe in is wrong. It was all a lie. I guess so. Yes. Excellent. Uh, Four. (sighs) Dunk. No. Time for a new dice. (laughs) Everything I believe in keeps order, keeps us safe from freaks like you. 17. Boof. Okay, that one's going to hurt. He cracks you just straight across the face, takes six points of damage, and he spins you around. You kind of like like almost fall to your knees. You have to catch yourself in like a fence post or something, right? You're bleeding now. Your eyes kind of swollen. And you turn around. Foza is standing with his stick in the ground. Behind him is Para. Para has been nailed. There's two huge spikes going through his hands to hold him to a fence post behind him, and a bane sword has been driven through his leg and into the ground. He's trying to get, you can see flames coming from his fingers, trying to heal the wound, reaching out to wrap around it, but as soon as they get near the bane sword, they just like are forced back like a wind pushes the flames away. Okay, I'm going to try to push past my brother and uh, grab the Bane Sword. Okay, roll strength. Four. (laughs) Boom! Knocks you right back onto the ground and boom, puts it right in your throat. I need you to roll a strength roll against him. Eighteen. Nice. Okay, you've had enough. You knock it out of the way, it knocks him a little bit off balance, and he stumbles next to you and you're able to scramble to your feet and run past him. Okay, I grab the Bane Sword out of... of, Pull the rest out of Para. Okay. Sorry, babe. You put your hands on it, and it's like holding acid. Uh! You take another two points of damage, and I need a constitution roll and then a strength roll. Constitution is 15. You're able to hold on. And strength is 16. Okay. And you rip it out of him, and he screams, and just kind of like slumps and falls unconscious, and you're pretty occupied. That's going to do it. All right, and you just like spin around and boom, you just fall into oblivion.
Okay, you wake up, you're in the same room you were, you're slumped over the bed, you're completely alone, everything in the room that was in the room before is there, but the bed's made, it's like no one was ever here. Oikars, uh, Oikars is around. Nope. Zion, Para, anybody? I mean, do I perceive, can I perceive anything? I mean, what are you trying to? What are you trying to perceive? If there's anything in the like, there's anything glow, like anything you, out of normal. You kind of room. try and like reach out with these senses, like these extra. You seem like you can hear more, sense more, see more. So you just kind of grow real quiet and focus for a second. Then your eyes snap open because there's nothing. There's no sounds. There's no smells. There's nothing. There's no animals. There's nothing you can hear. There's nothing you can read. It's like. There, it's like it's like it's a like ghost town. Was well, any different? Anything? Mm, no, you're you're exactly how you were dressed before. Like, you feel cleaner. That helps at all. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have your protective layer of dirt. You couldn't take your dirt with you. It's like I'm just gonna just walk toward the door, I guess. Okay. Give her, give her an open. Door opens up and the hallway beyond is there. Hello, anybody here? Do you step into, do you step into the hallway? I, not yet. I no. Just, I scream for it. You just go, hello, hello. And like both sides, long hallway, maybe 100 feet in both directions, doors all the way along, and doors at the end on both sides. You're kind of about in the middle. Walk into the hallway and just kind of look around a little bit more. You step into the hallway and the door shuts behind you. As it does, the ceiling rolls. It's, it's like... A long, huge, narrow ceiling, and in the far corner, that purple-pink kind of miasma rolls into it, as if these are all glass pavers, right? And they're filled with liquid, and all of a sudden, this purple and pink dye gets injected into it, and it shoots all the way up the thing until it's just aglow with this light, and then it becomes transparent. And above you, you can see sky and lightning and clouds and swirling. It must be somewhere near the edge of the world storm. And then you can see Doro. And Doro's just standing above you at the far end, just looking up at this world storm as it's, as it's swirling above him. Doro! Doro! Start knocking. It's like, it's like yeah. <laughs> nothing. And you don't even seem to be able to, like, like you, just, you, you hit it and hit it. It feels like slamming your thing into solid iron. I mean, nothing's happening. Well, I, don't have, I don't have any weapons or anything, right? Oh, whatever, like you grab a, a poking stick or whatever, you know, anything. Okay. Like you're tossing candles at it, whatever okay. it is, you know, it's like dunk, dunk. There's a glow behind you as you're looking. Oh boy. So I turn around. There's Caitlin standing in the middle of the hallway in her sleeping dress. Her eyes are rolling with that same purple and pink. And she looks right at you and says, You're right, you're right, you're right. You belong, Torvik. And then, whoom, darkness sinks in around you, and you're just in complete Demon, and utter darkness. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> Wait, why did you say that to Torvik? <laughs> you are a monster, Torvik. Good to know. Good to know. All right. So there's, you're just plunged into total darkness. And, but you can start to hear things. A little bit of a cricket. A little bit of maybe a stream. A little low growl. And all of a sudden, eyes start appearing all around you, like in a cartoon where just the eyes light up everywhere. Large, small, multiple, as if a, as if a spider. Oh, thousands of them just closing in all around you. You can feel the heat of their breath as they near. I'm going to try to do my... Nothing. Communicate and 
nothing. You hear nothing. You feel nothing from them at all. What are you? Where? What is this? Where did you go, demon girl? As they close in, teeth appear. Like the entire darkness is one giant maw all around you with eyes all kind of mixed up within the teeth and the mouth. But nothing makes sense. It's hard to even get a sense. It's like a 360 horror all around you. You feel hot and nervous and scared. And then you feel a rush of adrenaline and pain. I need a constitution roll. 13. Okay, you barely hold consciousness as you fall to your knees and your bones start to snap. Your shoulders rip out of alignment and your jaw juts forward about six, maybe eight inches. Your fur starts to burst forward from your arms, legs, and back and talons pop out of your feet and, and claws. Your legs kind of re-knit and refocus into another group and you stand up and let up hideous howl. Your nine feet tall, huge fangs burst from your mouth. Giant claws just rip at the doors and walls around you, and then you just kind of collapse into darkness as bats swirl around you. Hold right there. Nosferatu! <laughs> You left it on a cliffhanger. Actually, no. I said you were overwhelmed by them and went into blackness. Yeah. So you woke up again. Okay. And you woke up again where you were at the edge of the world, a storm. You, so you kind of okay. stood up, brushed yourself off. <laughs> right? yeah. Oh, wait. Now they're gone. <laughs> okay. And as you're standing up, Zion and Para just rise out of the ground Damn. next to you, lying and unconscious. Zion's face is bloodied. Para's leg is gushing blood, like a lot of it. And then Torvik rolls up right over here and his clothes are torn and like he's got dirt on him and he looks exhausted and there's like his whole face is covered in saliva but so normal (laughs) 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 and he's also out cold must be feast day right i take a step back and say now they're zombies no wait i think they're still alive and i run over to gushing leg yes Para? Para, yes. Okay. And classmates. All right. So you grab yeah. his leg and as you say, Para gasps and like, gra- like grabs you by the throat and his eyes are rolling fire and then he just he lets go. He lets go. I'm so, sorry. Sorry. Uh, stop that first. Oh. I kick Torvik. As flames wrap around his, his leg as he's healing himself. I'm not a monster. Stop. 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 And Zion's still out cold. I know. We'll get to him. Okay. You wake up at the edge of the world storm in the void with the rest of them. Now where are we? What is going on? He's still unconscious. Where's that stupid little girl? Have you seen her? Oh, right. Where is Caitlyn? Show that little beast. No killing. We just need to find out why she's doing this. Where are we? Do you know where we are? What is this place? Para goes right over to you. He's like, Zion, Zion. And he just gently touches your lips and lets out the smallest little flame, the smallest one he can, and it just kind of rolls down your throat, and you wake up coughing. <laughs> and he just throws his arms around you. Uh, Vera, how'd you do that? I don't know. Are you okay? Maybe. Uh, I uh, reach out with my divinity and try to pick up a rock. 
Yes, now you can. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, the women. Yes, because I saw the parrot yeah. can no. suddenly yes, do his can. powers. Yes, you can. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, yeah, you're like, goosh. Okay. Fine. So, <sighs> I'm gonna run over. I'm gonna throw Para out of the way. I'm gonna grab Zion. Uh, who is that girl? She's my friend Caitlin. I don't know why she's doing this. I don't think she can control it. We have to find her and wake her up. Where is Caitlin? Put Zion back down. And where are we? Well, clearly we're in front of the world storm. In fact, just a minute ago that opened. When you were here. Right. Oh, when it opened? The God King! He's still at the top of the Union! And he's alive! Well, we saw him just a few hours ago. But this was different. It was like he had been there for a really long time. I think the Union did something to him. We have to save him! We have to get to the Union! Wait! We have to get out of this dream. Mm. How do we get out of here? Where's Caitlin? Caitlin! <laughs> I got a 13. Wake up! Is there anything that I can see? Roll perception? What? 13? 13? I mean, you're in a giant, giant, craterous, rocky, broken land. There's a world storm curling all around you, and the only other feature you can see are mountains, and then Nothing eventually, because it's so goddamn wide. All right, well, if I have access to my divinity again, at least in the dream world, and so does Para, why don't you try to teleport us to that union? You can't see it now. Oh, it's, it's, it's closed. Storm shot. It's oh, okay, it's closed. closed. It's closed. Yeah. It's just rolling in try front to of you. Try to go around for animals or anything, any animal presence. Roll. 20. Uh, oh. There's oh, yeah. an animal of sorts. It's a turtle. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Demon turtle. You feel something, and it sends, and it sees you now, and it feels big. When you felt big before, you didn't feel big. Do we notice this Torvik feels big. Or anything, you see or? Torvik kind of shudder, and his eyes vroom, like definitely go into that like bright green thing that he does. Yeah, arms kind of like lock out for a second, and then he's out of it. He's flushed, and he's Sweating. Did you find something, Torvik? <laughs> what did you just do? Uh, remember the dragon turtle? Oh, oh no! No, no, no! no. It's a lot bigger. You feel a little rumbling. Make sure you lower to the ground. But you feel a little rumbling. Second later, you feel it. Second later, everyone feels it. And you don't need. It feels like an earthquake is starting. What did. What is this? I grabbed Doro's hands and Paris' hands and oh. tried to grab your hands too. <laughs> <laughs> now, Doro, get us out of here. Where? Go no, where? No, no, no. That no, way. see what it is. Worm is the best word you have for it. Swirling ash all around it. A smoking heat seems to billow from its beaked mouth as it reaches up. It must be two, three hundred feet tall, at least sixty feet wide. This huge, massive shape above you as it turns and begins to plunge down towards you. Oh. One round. Oh, then I teleport everyone that way. <laughs> okay, you have to roll concentration, which doesn't exist, so you have to roll... I think, I guess it was wisdom. Yeah. So it's just a straight. No, no, no. Wisdom was when you were figuring out. This is this is an effort thing. So just like him, it's constitution. Nuts. <laughs> uh, six. All right. All right. Well, so, I get it my turn too, right? Yes, you do. So uh, seeing that Dora goes, <laughs> um, <laughs> I well, will. Um, you, it's it's like in Star Trek, like you guys feel yourselves begin to teleport, but it's like, and you just can't quite do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to... Uh, try, as we're all hold, still holding hands anyway, I'm going to attempt to force us across 
um, the uh, the room. <laughs> like yes, that. I push right. everybody uh, with myself. Uh, roll a constitution roll, because again, that's a lot of strain. 20. Oh. All right, so you will feel the strangest feeling. Have you been on a roller coaster with linear induction? Where you're at zero, then all of a sudden you're at, you're at 70 miles an hour? That's exactly what this feels like, except the seat is pressing on all of your body. The parts of you that are on this side, like you're, you're going to the left. The right side of you is being pressed. The left side of you is being pulled by whatever. You can't, it's, it's like a million little hands it's around you. It's almost as if something's putting you there. Yes, exactly. throwing you. Right, it's, exactly. It's like Literally, like, you know, there. you are being placed right here. You go rocket forward as this giant thing smashes down just an inch from you guys. And you guys are all just blown forward by the explosion and, and to smash onto the, uh, onto the ground. All of you are out. all wake up at once, coughing and gagging for air as water is ejected from your lungs. You are soaking wet and grasp around, but your hands can't get purchased. And you quickly realize you're all in bathtubs. You are in some small windowless room where there are these bathtubs just lined along the edges. Pipes run from the walls and empty into the tubs and other pipes drain water out. There's a constant flow of freezing cold water circulating all around you. Oinkers is on your chest and the second, and you fling her off when you get up and then she's kind of rolls on her back and she's right back up and she's kissing you and licking and oh, chewing God, on your God, ear. She's, she's, she's gained at least five pounds, so she's bigger now, and she's on you, right? In the middle of this five room... from when I fell, like, yes. before we went. So we've been out for a little while? In the middle of this room, Cyrena's been sitting on a chair with her sword half-drawn. She slams it shut. She points at two people who are in the room and waves at them, and they leave out the only door, and then she pulls a huge bar, like an ironwood beam, maybe a foot thick, wham, shuts it behind them. How do I feel? Fine. Like you've been well-rested. So I can take oh yeah, back. take all your hit points back, <laughs> take all your spells back, take everything back. Oh, we got so I feel rest. my spells in me. I feel a spell. Everything. So therefore I feel like I must have had a full rest. Oh yeah, you definitely had a full rest. Uh, you guys are bandaged. The wounds that you suffered were real. You were definitely stabbed in the shoulder. Your face is still a little yellow and purple where you'd expect it to be a bruised, right? You feel a little wrecked, actually. You're the one that actually doesn't, you know, you, even though you feel rested, you still feel hurt. Like everything is sore, right? And uh, Para definitely had his leg bandaged up. No, I'm sorry, he, he fully healed that. And that works in the real world, so Kara's fine. Where's that girl? She is lying, and she is still, but she's still asleep. So she's in the room, but she did not wake up with the rest of you. I rush over to protect her from Torvik's <laughs> wrath. <laughs> Don't touch her. Actually, do you like lunge for her? No, no. Okay. I just, I, I'm scared, and I stand right. up and I start walking toward her. Yeah. I don't, I'm not like. Cyrena stands up and places a hand on your chest. Careful. I do not know what will happen if you touch her again. That girl is a demon. She's not a demon. She's like us. Like us? Did you see what she did to us? She didn't mean to. I'm sure of it. I'm sure what you have been through is troubling. What have we been through? Where, where are we? What? I've taken Were you... Were we asleep for the day? We've been asleep for many days. What? Some time has passed. Not... Eight days. 
Eight days have passed. Eight days? The, the, the blockade will be here any minute. The, block, the blockade will be here shortly. We have other things to worry about. Where's Phryne? What's going on? Let me explain. And she talks about how during the time you guys have been out, they've been planning for the blockade. And Phryne had been kind of taking a lot more command. She'd been, you know, <laughs> you know just like doing a Pretty lot, much lot like more. Pretty much like we've seen her before. Grown yeah. a cuss. <laughs> right. And that wasn't too surprising. I mean, she does have, frankly, really strong connections. Her father's got excellent connections. There were really good pathways for them to work through. Friday seemed to get anyone on her side she wanted to somehow. So the God Queen was happy. Cyrena was happy to let that go on. Plus, I mean, you know, you could tell that there was a bond. And Cyrena is even hinting at, you know, there was a strong affection that was building towards them. It seemed like a true union. Was? She had more time on her hands as Friday took over. And after her vision of the God King, she became upset and she wanted to know more and learn more. So she began going through his chambers and searching for any hint or idea of what could be going on. Vision of the God King? She had a vision of the God King at the Union. I sought him. I saw him alive. I believe Dora it to be smiles true. at Zion. Okay. <laughs> so why are you smiling at me? Because she lied to us. She was explaining, uh, okay, so she was searching through her godfather's, her great godfather's things, looking for items, looking for in information, reading through his journals, and as she did, she found us like a hidden chamber, basically, behind his bed. She moved a candlestick or whatever and mm -hmm. revealed this hidden chamber, which was actually a vault. And it was a vault of items he had before he became the God King before he was given all of these artifacts and all of this armor. And there was a couple of weapons and some shields, there's some magical items, and she's just looking around trying to find information. One of the things she picked up was a ring, and she put it on. And the second she put it on, all the feelings, all the love, all the emotion she had made for Phryne vanished in a second. And she just felt like, oh. it, was, it, was, it was like something had been torn from her. It was a yeah, terrible, horrible <laughs> feeling. And she took the ring off, and she felt them flood back. And then she quickly put the ring back on because part of her didn't want to. And mm -hmm. she realized what this ring was and she did some research on it. And this ring would allow the God King to be free from mental and magical effects that would manipulate her. And so she realized rather quickly that if that's true, and Franny must have been manipulating her all along. Mm. As soon as she found that out... Well, she as she's saying that then, I would try to think back in all the times that I've done various things that Franny wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> like when you Running ran. off from the ship, you yeah. know, to not help those people. You've been bothered by running from that battle for a long time. Yeah. You've never known why. Now I do. She's been manipulating us from the beginning. We need to take Caitlyn with us too. And we're gonna need the eye. I say to Cyrena. Leave that to me. I will get this gem. When I come back, we'll have to leave. You're gonna have to come with us. Oh, I'm coming. I'm coming to get to my grandfather. We're bringing him back and we're going to fix this. Sounds, Sounds like, like a plan, plan to me! <laughs> <laughs> so how are we getting out of here? And Franny can't know that we're awake. Did she know? Where does where does she think that we are? Did she think we're right here? Why are, does she know that you're watching over us? Franny thinks you are in the infirmary. I have had you moved. She hasn't bothered to check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is she looking for us? No. She just sees, she 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 thinks you are in the same. How state did she deal as with the wallets? It's been nine eight days. She has been some negotiations. There is a ship 
getting ready to go out to meet them. No, 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 the Wallites in the city. The Wallites have been pacified mainly. She has used harsh measures in general. She has brainwashed many, I'm sure. What? They've cut these, she's had the heads of many places brought to her, one after the next. They all seem to leave rather more amicably than they arrived. Do you have any idea? Do you have any idea how we're gonna get out of the city? Yes. How, do you, can you even trust anyone to, to, to help us? Yes. Okay. Come with me. And as she walks, she explains that she would just find one person after the next. And if she, well, she had this ring on their hand, if she could hold their hand, if she held it and she could hold them and talk to them and look them in the eye, she could remove effects upon them. So if they were brainwashed as well, she, she could free them. It. Now, she's freed a couple of people. She's also just talked to a couple of people and they haven't been affected. So she has, in the last couple of days, got a core group of people she fully trusts has, to be around her. Has Ferrini noticed that you're causing this ripple effect amongst her pool of followers? I don't, I don't, I don't touch the ones loyal to her. I go for the ones that I know fall, fall from her reach. And I put them farther. Okay, so what's the plan? How are we getting out of here? Come with me. There's one door out of this room, and it leads to a long, narrow hallway. Not and there, this again. And there are... <laughs> and there, yeah. All of a sudden, she's gone. I don't fucking know what to do! Damn you, Arcane! Damn you! <laughs> so, so you're walking down this long, narrow hall, hallway, and there are jail cells. All, all empty, but there are jail cells all the way up it. You get to the end, there's another door, she throws that open, and you are outside, outside the walls of Ani. There's a long, low building behind you, there's a couple buildings around, there's this town, because there's towns gathered around all the main gates. The uh, floodway you came in that leads to the main canal is one way in. There are tariffs you have to pay to take boats down there, etc., and so on. There's wait lists, there's ranking with you know who's got the most money who's got the best so it's hard it's it's a difficult you know thing to negotiate if you have less money or if you have less important goods you would come in through one of the land gates towns crop up around all these gates mainly of people who are desperate to get into the city mm -hmm. they will live outside of the city sometimes for generations so that their great great grandkid might earn the right and might have enough money saved up to buy his way into one day she points down to the docks where there is a boat. Now, it's nothing super special, it's not ironwood, it's a two-masted uh, boat, looks fast, otherwise than that. And it looks like there's been some modifications because as you look at it, like some of the windows don't quite line up and it looks like there's been some repairs and maybe the back is a little, a little higher. So something's been done to it. Otherwise than that, you know, it's a ship. You guys aren't that familiar with ships. Well, I've seen a lot of ships. Actually, you have seen a lot of ships. Roll a perception. I've captained a ship for seven now. An episode yeah, for an episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> held a wheel for two minutes. Let's not say you captained a ship. You saved the ship. I'll give you that. There you go. Yeah, it's like all you need. It's all you need, right? Oh, yeah. I've not seen a ship like this. Okay, yeah, yeah. You have not Yeah, This is odd. There's something odd about this ship. She waves you back inside. Back inside, you walk back down into the hallway. She stops at the third jail cell, opens it, and then goes into the back, pushes a brick, pulls a lever, the wall slides open, and there's another chamber beyond. There's oh, cool! <laughs> I absolutely memorized 
every fucking step sure. all the way through here. Absolutely. Specifically, <laughs> this prison with a door in it yep. that has a secret door. Yep, absolutely. I absolutely remember that. No problem whatsoever. So you commit that to memory. That's one of those permanent location yep. things I remember. <laughs> all right. So you like you like do a little matching a phrase like fourth door on the left because like in like 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 use the words yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you gotta make a synonym. No, <laughs> stop making me. I'm not the bard. You step into a room about the same size as the room you were in. Uh, you walk in and sh and torches light automatically as soon cool. as you step into the room. There is a desk and a bed. It's it's like a multi-use area. It, it's it looks like where someone could stash away for a long time. There's many books on the walls and charts and maps everywhere. There's a giant globe. There's one of those wow. wonder globes, actually. The wonder globes you saw in the library where you could see different locations and it would show them as they are now. Mm. Like, kind of like if you're looking at like Google Maps, right? <laughs> but not quite as good, obviously, you know. In this room is also a long table with many items laid out Ooh. on top of it. And she turns and she, she just waves her hand over it and she says, these are all the items in my grandfather's armory. Choose what you want, we leave tomorrow. On this table in the front of it is all your gear. It's all been carefully folded, cleaned, laid out, grouped, so like your staff is with your other things, or I guess your staff. Wheels. Yeah, right, exactly, so everything's kind of laid out. Is the Stone of Ogun still in the bag that's in my inventory? Yeah, the bag's still there. I mean, if you look, you look into it and the sphere is still rotating slowly within it. Yeah. Close that bag up, put that bag There you go, good move. All right, so in addition to all of your gear, which you gather up, you find the following. There are two narrow vials with wooden stoppers filled with a thick, dark green liquid. There's another round bottle next to it about the size of a tennis ball, and it is filled with some sort of pink foamy, very thin liquid. There are two mithril chain shirts folded and laid on top of each other, both human-sized. There is a quiver of arrows. They're clearly elven-made. They're ironwood, and they have peacock flights along the backs of them. There is a large yellow diamond with a core of solid black, like carbon. There are a pair of daggers that are inscribed with the lions of, of Bessa and looked expertly made. There is a bronze chain shirt, also inscribed the Lion of Bessa along the front of it. There is a simple brown robe, kind of little tattered maybe, with like pockets sewn haphazardly <laughs> all over it. There's a massive axe, like this huge axe just kind of laid on a plinth with a hand. It clearly needs two hands for it. It has a huge uh, dark blade thing. It's a huge massive steel blade and ironwood handle and there are etchings of the great Gal Hadir invasion all along it where they were stopped at the voiceless peaks and it's like a mural that extends around the blade and to the other side. There is a short sword of a pale steel blue that is folded over and over and the folds on the steel make it look like waves on the blade. There is a one foot glass sphere that's just sitting on like a sphere of glass. There is a huge jug, like this deep crimson clay jug, weighs about 12 pounds, has big lines of gold painted all over it, and 10 different spouts coming out from different angles, each of them with a wooden cork that's been dyed a different color. 
There is a pair of shackles, okay, like a really fancy pair of bronze shackles that have been intric have been very intricate, you know, intric intricately carved. The this way you can keep your zombies. <laughs> each of the bands of the shackles, the carvings on them seem to form a whirlwind, like if you're looking down on a hurricane. There is an iron ball, like a three-inch iron ball that's just bands of iron wrapped around each other until it's this tight little sphere and it's rusty and looks kind of shitty and there is a small charm in the shape of an anchor there is a ring of copper with a shield at the top of it and there is a golden rod decorated with seven gemstones of different colors and shapes <laughs> okay well i have one question yes um what i know is myth mithril fireproof Mithril is not fireproof, but it won't melt as easily as flame. It's not like, like if it's you wear mithril and a dragon breeze on you, you're going to fucking feel it, but the, well, the, the shirt more, might still be there. I was thinking more along the lines of for Para to have some clothes. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. That he doesn't burn. He'll be just him. fine with that. Okay. I saw my grandfather use that jug. Each spout makes a different liquid. Okay. That is all that I know of these items. Uh, all right, well, I cast a tech magic. Now, it's got some heft to it, but not as much as you thought it was going to. It's lighter than you expected and incredibly well-balanced. You can just have a finger about four inches under the blade, and it just sits perfectly on your hand. And you grab it up, and it just feels excellent. It's a good blade. Spin it around a couple times. As you do, you kind of hear wind whistle just like just behind you as if you were standing on a high peak. You don't feel it. You just kind of hear it for a second. Two narrow tubes with wooden stoppers filled with thick, dark green liquid. Round bottle. That radiates abjuration. And the abjuration is faint. There is a round bottle with pink foamy liquid in it that is very, very thin. It moves around quickly when you spin the bottle. The magic in there is a mild transmutation. The two mithril chain shirts are not are not magic. They're simply mithril. Yay! Para puts on a chain shirt. Fits him perfectly. He's very Wait, happy. So, do the seekers with the seeker stones would not react to mithril? To mithril, no, they would not. Uh, the quiver of twenty elven arrows made from ironwood uh, radiates enchantment. The yellow diamond with the core of black carbon conjuration. The pair of daggers, pair, uh, there's a pair of daggers inscribed with the Lions of Bessa, and they radiate moderate enchantment. Okay, the robe, the brown robe with the many pockets that's kind of frayed, that radiates conjuration. The bronze chain shirt, uh, also, you know, with the Lions of Bessa, and that also uh, is mild enchantment. The massive axe that Torvik has picked up also radiates enchantment. Same thing with the uh, pale blue steel short sword that had carvings on it. Well, not carvings, that where the blade was pressed to make it look like waves. There is a one-foot glass sphere that radiates oh, yeah, moderate evocation. There is a big, you know, clay jug, and also, and that also radiates. No, sorry, big clay jug that radiates conjuration, and that's moderate as well. Uh, the shackles, the bronze shackles with the swirling patterns on them. Are these shackles like you get arrested? Like manacles? Yeah, exactly, manacles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like that kind Are they of like human-sized or like, like? They look larger than human-sized, actually. Yeah, they like, look like they could fit probably an ogre. 
And those are... Putting ogres in jail. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Arresting. Guards, arrest this ogre! <laughs> those radiate strong transmutation. That little three-inch ball of iron and rust, right, that looks like complete shit, that radiates strong evocation. No, sorry, moderate evocation. Moderate evocation. As does the little charm shaped like an anchor. The bronze ring with the shield on top of it uh, radiates enchantment. The golden rod glows brighter than anything. A very, very strong sense of conjuration from that one. That's everything. Because it has a shield on it, I mm -hmm. assume it's for protection, so I'm just gonna slide it on whatever whatever finger it fits. One, you go. The hair is on the back of your neck, and on your arm is gonna raise up, all right? And then you just feel kind of like charged, the current running through you, like when it's about to a storm and you feel the hairs of your neck gonna rise up because the ground becomes a charge, right? That's what it feels like. It's like a meth ring. The gads plus one to your, eight, uh, to your AC. I examined the robe closely. Yeah. Roll investigation. That is a thing. Good job. Oh my god. There should be cheering. Shut the you fuck should. up. <laughs> the difference between investigation and perception? Perception is like when you're trying to notice things. Investigation would be when you're in a room, you're searching through things, you're heavily going over Detailed something. Right, perception is like, I noticed it. Yeah. In, 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 investigation is like, what's in this book? What yeah. notes have been left behind? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I got a 19. A 19. Okay, one second. Put a little bubble pipe in my mouth and I take a real good look at this road. Okay, so you start, so how are you investigating it? Uh, for one, I'd like to know what, why are there pockets all over it? How do you investigate these pockets? Well, for one, as I would with any piece of clothing, open the pocket. All right, you so you pick up this robe and you kind of hold it in front of you and you flip mm -hmm. it around. And it is this tattered, worn, stained, kind of smelly brown robe. Smell right? like what? Just like B.O., like it's been worn a lot. Sweaty? Like it, yeah, also a little musty, like it's been, you know, packed away for a long time. Okay. A little moth-ball-y, maybe, right? Maybe it it's wasn't just, washed before they put it away for winter or something. And, pretty much, okay. yeah. And it's just got random pockets all over it, all of different sizes. Each pocket is a different size? Mm -hmm. and inside and outside. They're all different sizes all over it. Some are way down low. When I open one of these low. pockets and look inside, what is, is it just... So you kind of like go like that? Mm -hmm. There's nothing inside it. Are these pockets, when you say they're all over this robe, I'm like, are they, is there like one here on this sleeve here? Oh yeah, there's like, everywhere. There's one like here. Inside, outside, literally everywhere. Literally these strange pockets in strange places. Mm -hmm. Exactly. What did you feel from this robe again? Well, it has moderate power and uh, it has, it's under the school of conjuration magic. So it's not just a robe with pockets. Try putting something in the pocket. So you count that total, as you're going over them, that there are 23 pockets. Write that I say, down. I tell you that. There, there's 23 pockets. <laughs> we'll try putting something in, in the pocket and see if anything happens. I hand him the battle axe. <laughs> no. Get the handle in there, but... Um, I put my... Oh, I put my um, Turtle Bay dice in, in one of them. Okay, so you open I'll up the pocket, my pocket, you drop your Turtle Bay dice into it, and they just sit in the pocket. Appears to be just a realm with pockets. <laughs> More to it than that, I know it, but I don't know what it does yet. Um, I won't wear it immediately. You can feel the dice in here, yeah. by the way. It doesn't, like, you know, disappear. Until right, exactly. Yeah. I do take them back out. Okay, you reach in to take the dice out, and I need you to roll, uh, uh, you, as you reach in to grab the dice, I need, you, I need you to roll a percentage. This one, this one. 34. Okay. 
All right, you're reaching to grab the dice and bow, bow, bow. your knuckles kind of hit like a long wooden thing and the dice are kind of like under it, but like there's like a wooden bar in there or something and you're just kind of playing around and you kind of pull it up and the top of a ladder comes out of the pocket. Like bends and then it's a, you're pulling and pulling and pulling and it's a full 10 foot ladder. Plunk, the pocket vanishes and the dice fall to the ground. Doro, you only have, I suppose, 22 more times you can do that. I don't know if they all make ladders, but... You're good with daggers, too. Why don't you... That makes sense. Why don't you check out these? All right. Um, the two daggers. Really well balanced. And Beautifully balanced, they're, in fact. They're moderately powered with enhancement magic. Or, I'm sorry, no. enchantment magic. I mean, they... Okay, they're definitely... As you hold them... I'm just going to say this because you have your... So, hey, you have your stats. They're definitely plus one daggers. Mm -hmm. But as you're flipping them in the air, they're light and extremely well balanced. So add 10 feet to the distance you can throw them. So instead of 10-foot range increments, it's 20-foot range increments. There are mithril chain shirts, which we gave to Para. Well, yep, Para took one of them. Anyone else need a chain shirt? You know, are they human sized? Yeah. Um, but they would, they're not plus anything, right? They're just mithril. They didn't. They give you better magic. armor. And because they're well, mithril. My current armor is plus one right. armor, right? You have that magical prime, armor? That, no, no, no. Just regular, like A plus one to AC armor, right? Mithril armor is good because, and I'll tell you why in a second when I find it. it here, here we go. So. Mithril armor. Mithril is a light, flexible metal. A mithril chain shirt or breastplate can be worn under normal clothes. If the armor normally imposes disadvantage on dexterity, stealth checks, or has a strength requirement, the mithril version of the armor does not. Armor class of 13 plus your dex modifier. And normally it weighs 20 pounds, but this one weighs 10 pounds because it's made from mithril. Steel short sword. You want to give this a try too? Offhand. Actually, para kind of like. I, I don't have a weapon. Mm. Yeah, para. You can use a weapon? He can, he can fight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I never thought he you would. He doesn't have would. a sword. He doesn't have anything besides his uh, abilities, you know. Which and are sometimes pretty can, devastating. They are, yeah. but, they can, but, but they can falter. And right. he doesn't have a weapon. So okay, he would well, like, he would like, he'd yeah, like, God forbid he has to fight someone in the water. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, well, do you want a pair? I guess go for it. Yeah, I think so. And he takes it and he feels it and he's like, shh, shh. It has he's modern enchantment music. He's actually decent with it. Hmm. Like, you know, not particularly a skill, but he's held a sword before. I want to grab the iron ball and pick it up. Feels like it. a rusty iron ball. So I kind of turn to like an empty portion of the room and I just go, <laughs> I leave that portion of the room like that. Wait, <laughs> what are you doing exactly? Just literally just taking the ball and going, it, just thinking about the ball. Yeah. And extending my arm really quickly. And going, While ah. holding the ball. Yeah. Nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's broke. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it behind. <laughs> All right, well, I uh, pick it's up the glass cool. sphere uh, mm -hmm. with, with my divinity. I raise it into the air and make it circle me many times. Okay, as you're doing that, as you're kind of pushing a little energy against it and into it, and you're circling around you, it just faintly, faintly glows. Are you doing that, or is it doing that? I think it's doing that. It's glowing on its own. And it's not the same glow as the gemstones. That was like a deep pink. This is like a flame, like, like, like the same kind of yellowish light you'd get from a torch. Alright, I'll hold on to that. You know exactly what this is. It's a drift globe. They used to use these all the time in Ani. You could basically put it in your car and go around corners real fast. <laughs> <laughs> like on your horse? You can drift your horse. Yeah. <laughs> Sick turn, bro! 
so she is uh, the God Queen said that she had seen this clay jug before. Was oh, it, yeah. that the one? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, different she liquids? Goes up and down them, and they're all different color corks in the ten little spigots. And she finds one that is like a deep amber. And she ah she pops it open and she looks at Torvik and she pulls a cup out and she leans it down and a beautiful amber ale, just a gorgeous golden this is ale <laughs> fills it. And she leans it back and she shows you the yellow cork and she puts it back. Only pulls from that one, my friend. And he probably shouldn't drink the other ones. (laughs) Is it that incredibly fine ale Cyrena brought to you in that beautiful dragon cask? No. But it's better than anything you get in a tavern on the road. It's good. It's alcohol. I mean, it's not like... It tastes like... If you went to a dwarven town in a dwarven bar, this is like their table beer. You know? Uh Really good. Not great, but great for drinking all day. Exactly. You fundamentally don't understand alcoholics. <laughs> right. Right. No, really doesn't yeah. fucking matter. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> but for the rest of the people who might want to know what it's like, this is what it's like. to examine this yellow diamond with a black core. So mm-hmm. I first uh, touch it. Okay, you touch it. <laughs> Power. This feels powerful and dangerous in a way the other items don't. Mm. It seems to radiate as soon as you put your fingers on it. I kind of want that one too. <laughs> this one oh. looks dangerous, Doro. Very dangerous. Why don't you give him the stone in replacement for the rod, since he can't figure out how to use it anyway. Tell you what, I'll trade you this very powerful stone for that rod you've got in your pocket. Giggity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Zion, but you have a boyfriend. <laughs> uh, okay. And I, I, I take out this rod. <laughs> And give it I'm back to you. But I pocket the, this new <laughs> oblivion gem. <laughs> That's called an oblivion gem. What? Be very careful. It's not. <laughs> I keep the oblivion gem. All right. All right, fine. He's an oblivion gem. He believed you. So you now have the rod in your hand. Mm-hmm. And as you touch it, every stone flares. Like energy shot up it and they each flare one at a time, and you feel power coming off of all of them, and then you just see all magic for a second. Every pathway to every magic out from you for a second, and then it just all slams shut, like it wasn't there. Like you just stepped into an acid trip for a second. Well, I'm still holding it, and nothing changed? Nothing happened, you're fine. Okay, (laughs) set it down on the ground and pick it up again. Anything happened? Nothing. It's very strange, I just suddenly saw all magic, and then now nothing. While he's playing around with that, mm-hmm. um, I become increasingly more curious about these manacles because if okay. nothing else, enough, I've broken out of a lot of those. Yes, I wonder if I can like pick these too. So okay. I like start examining it. Sure, you start. Well, how do you examine them? Uh, well, I pick them up first, mm-hmm. and I look for how they. Because you're describing sure. them as manacles. I two assume there's large, two things to thick close. manacles with a with about eight links of chain in the middle. So okay. that if you so that if if they if, if they were sized for you and not and not and not an ogre, your hands would sit maybe a foot apart when yeah. they were linked. Yeah. Um, Is that a keyhole? No, there's no keyhole or anything. Yeah, I'm gonna look for like. There's got to be some kind of. In- there's no latch. 
So you Where looked and you would expect us to see a lash. It's just flat surfaces on either side. Just... Yep. Yep. And you go dunk, 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 and you know. Oh, they come apart. Yeah. So, so you're holding it, dunk, dunk, dunk. Nothing's happening. Yeah. Is there a hinge point on the other side? So yes. So it's a fixed curved yeah, metal. Yeah. Exactly. Pattern. So okay. so two half curves, a circle opened up with a hinge on one side. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give them a try. I. <laughs> of course you would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course you so would. So as soon as he puts out his arms while he's saying, "Wanna give it?" I put them on him. All right. So you go. Shoom, they shrink instant, instantly to just be tight enough to hold your wrists. Your wrists lock together, and silence. All the connection with the animals, all of your abilities, everything is gone. Take them off, take them off, take Wait. them off, take them off. Get those off, off. get take those off. off. Uh, uh, release him? I say to the manacles. Nothing. I'm like, I don't know, I don't do these things. You're the one who's magic. Magic guy. Um, I reach out with my divinity and try to pry them open. Okay, roll me a wisdom. Where they have bought, where they closed, by the way, now that you guys are looking at them, there's no seal, there's nothing. They're just a solid thing now. There was, wherever the opening was is gone. But as you're fighting him, you see it kind of pry open just a little bit and like this weird bright energy kind of fire out at you. Then bam, they clamp shut again and tighter. And you're like, ah, oh, as they go a little tighter around your wrist. She goes over and she kind of like puts a hand on, puts a hand on, looks, and she's looking on the edges and there's writing, but it's in a language she doesn't understand. Uh, I look at the writing. Is it, I understand anything. Roll intelligence. What language is that? Uh, 22. You recognize it as Drake, as Draconic. Great. It's Draconic. Draconic too. <laughs> um, 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 you can heal your, your hands back, right? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, you were psycho. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, th I guess I could. Yeah. I don't know any other way unless you want to be a... a What's happening to you? We're not cutting my hands off. It's only going to hurt for a second. Wait, wait, wait. We're not cutting my stop. hands off. Everybody, well, stop. I okay, I examine as it, the, the, the manacles as sure. best as I can. Do I see, other than the writing, is there anything to push or something? There's this, this, like this whirlwind pattern on either side, like right where the seams would close. They would close and form a whole whirlwind. Well, then I, I, I push at the whirlwinds and see if anything happens. It's just solid metal. <laughs> Your Holiness, we're going to need a draconic expert to get down here. I want to try something. And I grab the fucking handcuffs and I say, over there, you. <gasps> okay, I want you to <laughs> roll wisdom. Nine. Okay, <laughs> you go to make the connection and teleport them over there and you feel them kind of falter for a second, it's like, and then they clamp even harder. You ow, take ow, ow. Oh, sorry. four points of damage and you your hands are starting to turn like a dark red. I think there's one very simple solution here. <laughs> sorry, They're dude. not pushing my hands off, Sarah. You can just grow them back. No, you can't. I don't heal like that. Well, I can like, I give it, I, I, re I restored Brannock from the bone. I could bring your hands back. It's, it's not going to hurt. Feel great. <sighs> Unless you want to wait for a draconic expert. Do you want to go that so route? Do we have a draconic expert? I, I, Someone who speaks the language, a scholar, somebody that we'd send over that could be trusted enough? I don't that's know. the problem. Yeah. I didn't really gather a whole bunch of scholars. All right, do you have that stuff that you made me fall asleep with? Yeah. 
Okay, help me out. Go. And then do whatever you want. I don't care. All right. So, so. Yeah, you know what? She never wiped it off, so she kind of just smiles, grabs you, plants one on you. That's just awesome. (laughs) All right. All right, Perry. What are you guys going to do? I'm not watching this. Well, who's cutting Uh, off this? All right. You know what? what? Cyrena looks at you guys all squirmish. She grabs the change. She she, she pulls them out so his hands are laid out on the table. She pulls it. I'll say, I'm sword. And there's two perfect hits. His hands clump into the floor, and the chains fall to the floor as well. As soon as they hit the floor, they pop back open. Okay? He's bleeding. Para goes right in, grabs his hands, and his burns them. His bloody stumps. Or he picks up the hands, puts them on the stumps, and sears them back into place. He grabs the bloody stumps, and you wake up. In roaring pain, as, as as he is just filling you with fire, everyone goes to hold you down. You're thrashing and thrashing. Ah! Oinkers is up there, like trying to lick your face and like <laughs> calm you down. And then he lets go, and the pain's instantly gone. Ah! You feel great, actually. You feel you feel better than before. You had your hands re, 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 uh, removed. There's no scar. My arthritis is gone. <laughs> yeah. 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 So describe. I'm sorry to do this to you, Tony. Pain, lots of pain. A lot of pain. Oh, the shackles. I don't know. Uh, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't feel anything anymore. No more connection. Well, put it back on. We got to figure this out. <laughs> it made it feel like all my powers disappeared. Even your divinity, not everything. Just... Even the little things in my the the vines yeah, started receding back into my face. This is a degodifier. Uh, you can keep that. As I take like a stick or something and like <laughs> shoo right. it to My hands got cut off. I very carefully put it into my pack. Actually, I lift it with my divinity. Actually, and put it into my she's pack. like, hang on. And she takes them. Okay. Let me hold on to these. Whatever they won't you harm say, me, lady. And I can use them on whoever we need to. Okay. Sounds good to me. She puts those in her bag. There's an anchor charm. There's Correct. a ball of iron and rust that we haven't quite figured out yet. Correct. There are two narrow tubes with some liquid. Correct. With abjuration magic. And there's a round bottle with foamy liquid that's a transmutation magic. Correct. Um, On all counts. What did the anchor have again? Uh, we don't know yet. We haven't, what, what kind of magic? The anchor had uh, uh, evocation. Correct. Moderate evocation magic. You so know. it's a potion. It's an unknown potion. Are the effects permanent for transmutation magic? Probably the effects for not. potions are very, 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 very rarely permanent. Anybody want to take a little taste? You actually, roll intelligence. (laughs) Ugh, 13. You would know that there are two ways to sample a potion to try and figure out what it is. You uncork it and wave it towards you to smell it, Mm -hmm. or you taste it if you can't figure it out. And if you taste it, a little bit of the effect will happen. Uh, I'm totally tasting mine. Okay, so... You pop your bottle open. So what Wait, you do, Doro, okay. you, you, you spread the vapors yeah. through your nose. Yep. See if you can figure anything out from that. Just like science. Mm-hmm. Really sweet, sticky smell of cotton candy it's fills your nose. Sweet, sticky smell of cotton candy. Cotton, cotton candy. That's got to be, be in the awesome. world. Yeah. Cotton candy would exist back then. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Uh, they have the whole no. machine. Oh, wait a minute. You're right. Hang on. Wait, wait, so. wait. Foot power machine. Oh, this yeah, is but let me hang on. There would be sugar. Invention. Sugar. Yeah. Cotton candy. candy. Hang on. Sugar cane's a real thing. Because so. you know it's a whole like machine and you know they. Yeah. 1897. Nope. nope. Okay, so uh, rock candy. It smells like this, like you know, real you know, like like rock candy, like they would sell. You know, they, like they make sheets of it. Rock they, candy that yeah. you sell. Mm. I say, as I smell that. Yeah. Well, if you I'm can't like, get anything more, you have to take just a tiny little taste. Now, 
not a whole drought. No, <laughs> just, no. just like tip, tip, tip on your finger and then on the tip mm-hmm. of your tongue. It, did, it smells like mountain air. It oh, tastes okay. like cotton Just, candy. So it tastes like rock sugar. Would, I apologize. So, so it tastes like rock candy, but it smells like mountain air. Yeah. Mountain air. Yeah, like, like the crisp and cold. Like it smells cold for some reason. Okay. You taste it, and you feel kind of like, like tingly everywhere. Everything feels kind of tingly. Like if your whole body had gone to sleep, and now you're feeling it afterwards, all those pins and needles. And then you're, and as you're describing this, you're watching everyone's eyes go kind of wide. And then you look down and realize you're three feet off the ground. <laughs> I can fly. And as you do that, you whoom, soar across the room. I need a dex roll. Wait. I, need a I say, you know what? No, I go into the wall. Just, I would just hit the wall. All right, so we pump, <laughs> You take. One point of damage. That's mine. Subdual. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Did you heal me that four points of damage I took? Yes, you were completely healed. Absolutely. He, yeah, he would have seen you were hurt and just go ahead and healed you. When I get back up, do I continue to fly? It's done. Oh. Yeah. That yes. was awesome! <laughs> I'm keeping this one. Like, you should. All right. Uh, I love Zion's. You're trying to try something. All right. Well, there are two narrow tubes with uh, uh, liquid. Uh, I vote Parrot does something because he's just been watching this whole time. Do you want to try? I'll okay. try one. You try one. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Cheers. Aww, <laughs> do they hook arms? <laughs> so we so we both we, pop it open. Pop it open. Whiff and smell it. Season. It smells like rotten leaves. Ew. Rotten leaves. Yeah. Yours or both of them? It smells exactly the same. Smells exactly, same. As you can compare them, exactly the same. Aren't they they're, they're different colors though? Aren't they? No, no. Like same color, same size, okay. same oh, liquid. the same thing. Yep. Well, then no need for both of us to mess with this. Okay, so um, cork yours, Para. All right, I take a little bit and I taste it. Okay, so you Done. taste it and <laughs> it tastes like incredibly strong mint. Like it just floods your mouth. And mint, mint and uh, decomposed leaves. What a wonderful uh, combination here. Right. And then you feel kind of like a chill throughout your entire <sighs> body, and your skin, like ice crystals, form all along your flesh, and you flex, and then they all shatter off you. <laughs> Strange. All right, nice we're done playing with toys now. It's nice right. toys. We'll take all the toys. Okay, excellent. <laughs> so the next thing is that Sirena is going to go get herself ready to do her the things she's got to do today, and then she's going to also... Go meet up with Sirena and try. She is Sirena. Sorry. Fire she's then going to go meet up with Phryne as they go to their bed chambers and she's going to try and knock her out and steal the gem. Then she's going to meet you guys at the dock. Mm-hmm. So be at the dock at like just after dusk. Mm-hmm. You know, so when, when the sun gets down, get to the ship. There'll be people there who know you. Until then, you can stay here. Well, okay. I'm just going to pour uh, an ale and finish. Could you get somebody to send me some copper wire? Well, just make a list of everything you need. And there's this, there's a uh, there's a young man there. His name is Bartleby, and Bartleby, Bartleby is there to take care of anything you need. Anything? <laughs> you want a handy? What do you want? No. I mean, well, are you picking stuff up? What are you going to the store while you're up? Sure. What do you need, sir? <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see how good you are. Caltrops, chalk. I need a thing of oil. We're gonna need another water skin. Uh, I need some ball bearings. If you can find alchemist fire, that'd be useful. If you can't find that, an acid vial. If you can't find either of those things, don't worry about that shit. Straight sailing, 
all the way down what to we're the doing. Spear of Jordan. No yeah, right? right. Assuming that nothing, no weather, nothing, everything's perfect all the way down. You can be there in three weeks. What could possibly which would give you, So three seasons. Which would, which would give you about 10 days to get to that tower, get sighted in, and teleport during that one hour you need to get to the Union. Right. Now, when is that going to happen? That's like... So, five weeks away, or so when is that? Three happen? weeks plus ten days, so a little. So we bit have over ten days of wiggle room. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Exactly, exactly. You can get there in three weeks. You can fuck up a little bit, but you only have ten. But days it would be great if we with. got there in three weeks, and then we're ten, there to like setting up stuff yeah. and to truly yep. prepare yeah, and figure out what we're doing. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> it's going to be a mad rush to the top of that mountain. That's never going to happen. No, right. of course not. <laughs> All right. Well, Watching I'm assuming the world that storm slowly close. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> I'm assuming that her holiness has already like made provisions in the boat, like which well, she absolutely has. However, neither of you have really informed her of your total plan here. Maybe it's a good time to tell her now. Well, we don't know the plan yet. Uh, I mean, we think we can use Doro to get us to the Union. That is what I assumed as well. Getting back is not going to be quite so easy. We're going to have to use a series of spy glasses or something. So, as many spy glasses as you have, that would be great. That can be done. Okay, and I'm still in the process of formulating another plan. I have to check one thing out. I have an ex ex experiment to run. I can do that for the rest of the day while you're taking care of the other things you have to. Excellent. All right, so I'm going to assume that, the, uh, that uh, Her Holiness has already appointed this ship with plenty of cheese and sausages <laughs> and that sort of thing. The ship will Delicious be things. outfitted with any provisions you require. Make a list, I shall gather those as well. Okay. I have a small crew, enough to run the ship that I trust well. How Inclu big is small? 12 minutes. 12 but people. 12, well, 12 people to run the ship and then uh, an, an officer, a first officer, uh, and then a cook slash medic. I'm assuming that they'll have this on the boat, but we'll there is a workshop right on the boat. This boat you will find is different than most. It is laid out far differently. There's a workshop on board. There is a full. Oh, good. You'll be able to make your armor. There is a laboratory on board. There are several ships on board. We have horses in case we have to let do land expeditions. This wow. ship is specifically made to explore. It was built shortly after the war. So shortly after the world storm came down, they had a bunch of these boats commissioned right. specifically to explore the as many areas study. as possible. Yeah. Exactly, and this is one of those boats. So then I'm just gonna try to uh, offer the various experiments on the secret stones. Okay, oh, I need you to roll three intelligence rolls. Oh, we're on the ship, here we go. It's no. happening now. No, no, no. You're oh, in, in the these little rooms inside this underground, this little warehouse Oh, we're complex. taking a look at the... There's a, there's a workshop there. There's places you well, can work from. No. Right? no, no, no. You haven't been on the ship we're, yet. We're like, you know, next to the wall, in the, embedded in this oh, little... Oh, there's like a warehouse or something? Right? Well, yeah. it's like inside the wall, basically. No, it's not inside the wall. It's out just outside the wall, like against the wall. Like, like the town built up around the outside of the wall. So we're right, basically yeah. almost pressed up against the wall. Right. Yeah. 12. Okay. But I'm going to get a different dice. <laughs> <laughs> What's the second roll? And the second one was nine. Okay. The third one was 18. Okay. You spend about an hour setting this up, and then you put, you know, get all the, the wire done. You put the, you know, battery acid X stuff. You know, get, get all the brine, right? Do everything to, that you need to do, all the salt water. You light it all up. You put one stone in. You put one stone in, and it glows. And then there's and like one of the copper wires just seems to like it just snaps mm -hmm. and you can and you can look at it and it, and it, it looks like it just burned somehow mm -hmm. it just burned it you're not quite you know sure so 
you set the experiment up again. You put everything up, you put one gem in, you put one gem in, there's then a large kind of like, kind of like sparks come off it and there's this horrid smell. I need a reflex save. Yeah, uh, 13. Okay, one of the gems explodes, it shatters into splinters. Ah! You put your arm up and several of them just like dig right into your arm and you take four points of damage. Do they glow? Uh, yeah, 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 they glow brightly. Yeah. Use my divinity to force them out of out of my arm, yeah. but keep them, like, in front of me. Yeah, yeah, and they're just glowing, you know, but just as much as you would expect them to glow around you. Paris, like, are you okay? No, it's okay. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Don't hear you. Burn. All right, uh, then I... If only there was an easier way to do that. <laughs> then I drop my last secret stone, I'm down to five, right. and keep it up. All right. Okay, uh, and then you go through the third time. You wrap the cords, you know, you double wrap the, the copper wire. You pick stones that fit more in. You kind of set where they go more. You add maybe a little bit less of the liquid and you put them in and... They just glow and as you're near it, it just seems to glow and the water bubbles ever so slightly. Yeah, yeah, your proximity makes the water bubble a little bit more and the glow brighter. Okay, I'm going to risk it and touch them. You feel like a connection. You feel an energy, like energy is passing from you into this thing and energy is then welling inside it. Doyle, come here! <laughs> I look over. What, what are you doing? If you don't mind, and Para, put your hands here on top of mine. Okay, so Para walks up and he puts his hands up, boom, and then all of a sudden, fire erupts inside it, and like you can see, like swirling and swirling and swirling with with you know fire. He backs off, and the connection is broken instantly. Like you feel a force push your hands away, and now there's just this swirling ember of fire within the center, like where the gems both meet. There's just this little rolling tornado of fire. Dora, Dora, get over here! I teleport to the bathroom. <laughs> what is this? What did you make? I don't entirely know, but we're changing it, whatever it is. I think this is what the assailants who took Perry and I were trying to do. Now, for this experiment to work, I've already tried it. Paris tried it. We've made some changes to the final result. I don't quite understand what it does yet. Could each of you maybe put your hands on here and... See what happens? Okay. Could you I not, touch it. Okay. Could you not cut them off okay. this time? Oh, you just right. drop your hands on it, and all of a sudden, you know that you can move this fire. You can move the fire within it. There's Somehow, Para has put some of his divinity into this thing, and you can use it. Form it into a ball. So the, so the fire moves out of it, and it's like a perfect sphere just hanging right in front of your eyes. And then I make it into a square. <laughs> goes there too. And then I make it into a little bunny. Yeah. Now it's a little flame bunny. It's a little flame ears. <laughs> now, as it hops, it fades, 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 and then whoosh, just vanishes. NATO! <laughs> I want one of these. You should make one for me. Well, I can only make, at this point, three. So do we know what we have here now? This mm -hmm. is a battery. We can hold in energies that we can put in and take out another time, but it makes it dangerous because other people can use it too. Once we've put energies into here, anybody can use it, even Bartleby, even when he doesn't understand what he's doing with it. I could use this to get us back from a world storm. Well, exactly. I, I could charge it at the place before we go through it. Right. 
and then we take it with us, and then when we get there, we leave it there, and then when we want to escape, I can use it to put us back at the beginning after the world storm. Yes. So, so I could use the spy glasses to get there with the battery. Wait, roll mm-hmm. intelligence, Doro, as you're explaining this. Oh, yeah. Am I actually <laughs> smart enough to put this together? Oh, oh we're taking it with us one with the other. Uh, 15. Okay. You're kind of explaining this, and you stop, and he just kind of trails off for a second, right? <laughs> and you think about what you've done here, and you thought about a place, and you charged it for a place. And you don't see why you couldn't think of a more specific place. And then you also notice that you instantly made a bridge to that. So as soon as you charged it, there was a connection. And you start thinking for a second, like, if I charge it at a place, then I'm connected to that place, and I can get back there. By using the battery by being connected to the battery. As soon as you charge it... But the battery has to stay there. Can wear, yeah, wherever it is. Yeah, so yeah. You, would, you would charge it, leave it where it is, you've made a connection. That you, like, I think it was a waypoint. Yeah, yeah. that's no, but that's, that's what, what I was we were saying. Discussing. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's what I was saying. Well, we have exactly now five of these secret stones, unless we're able to steal some from Friday. So you could um, make two of these things. Right, so there are two of these things that we can make. All right, well, I'll spend the rest of my time then um, making uh, the second battery. Okay, uh, you don't really need to roll intelligence at this point. You figured it out. It's just time, so you can take 20 on that. Yeah. Yeah. Boom! The doors fly open as you're drinking, and the god queen comes in. All of her people come in. She looks rushed, but she's like, jump swords, gather your gear. We leave. Time to go! Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Yes! Then let's go. <laughs> There's you guys, 12 crewmen who are all carrying a ton of gear, even though it's made, it's, it's, it's mainly stocked up. They all have a bunch of personal gear as, as well. The doctor slash cook and the first mate. You all make it to the boat. Uh, they basically, you know, there's a couple of people on board. They lower down the plank. You all get on board. It's a two-masted, very kind of, it's got a very sharp pointed nose. It's thinner than most boats are. It's very, very tapered towards the back. It's clearly made for speed traps to open up and drop things in. There's two lifeboats on that deck. There's an officer's quarter in the Kinda front. Kind of like the Titanic. An officer, yeah, right? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. There's, a, there's an officer's a quarters, a dining room, and a, and, and a private library. This will probably be adjusted around a bit. There are more officers, a quarters, and hangout areas, and like a library and stuff in the back. Then on the bottom, there's all the rowing. There's, there's a uh, storehouse and a bar, which will not be there. There's a bunch of lower officers, a quarters, and then over, I'm sorry, just men's quarters, then quarters over here. There's a lower area for storage. Yeah, well, where do we sleep? The doctors. Well, you guys would sleep in this area. Okay. You said yeah. there's a workshop on the boat? Yeah, there's, there's going to be a workshop on the boat and, and a laboratory on the boat as well. Again, I'm going to change all these rooms around, but this will be the general layout. They set off the ropes. Uh, the ship begins to, to pull out from the water, like just drift away from the uh, side. They're lowering sails. Everyone seems in good spirits. Uh, it is getting very dark. Uh, the comet, by the way, is pretty clear in the sky tonight. You haven't really seen it recently because it's been cloudy, but there it is. It's still a little tiny dot of green with no tail behind it. There it is again. Mm, that's the way it looked when it attacked last time. No, this is, it looks a lot further off, frankly. But yeah, I mean, just like this little pale green ominous dot in the sky. Still crazy. Uh, you sail around and to the south of Ani and then basically head directly south. There's a, uh, an inner, the sea basically becomes this kind of inner river sea area that is a little shallower than the sea is. The winds don't move quite as quick. It's a little more still there. So once you hit, 
Once you get out of the King's Sea and into that area, you will slow down a bit. Where's the blockade? Well, the blockade's not here yet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why you had to leave quickly, oh. right? So as you're sailing around the bottom part of Ani, I would like perception rolls. I was gonna say, it can't just end. <laughs> that's a bad season ender. Mm-hmm. Twenty-two. Fifteen. That will do it. Okay, so you're all kind of like on the deck, kind of looking around, getting used to being on a ship again. Torvik's looking for something to do because he wants to be helpful, likes to be helpful on a ship. And he, one of the things he saw was sight was he ran into Sirena, and she showed you like six of these gorgeous brass sight glasses she has purchased, like the best of the best. And she gives you one to look at, you kind of open it up and you're stunned at the clarity and how far you can see and you're just kind of scanning the water and scanning the water and then bam, you see the black water and two more ships along it coming right for you. What? Okay, I grabbed the uh, spy glass and I looked through it. And there, there's the black. Yeah, there's the. It's the black water. It's the black water and two other ships, not ironwood ships. No. no, but they are all Kadarian. How do the Kadarians get here so quickly? Well, the black water's always been in this area. Right. You can uh, you can assume a couple other ships were too, so they must not be part of the fleet that's coming down. Your Holiness, we have to break this blockade somehow. Add three more ships to it as well. Now there's 30 ships in their blockade because they must not have counted for for these. Mm. But we're staring down three ships right now? You're staring, well, you're coming down and they're coming this way. So they're gonna meet you so as you're coming down. The, the so they're further know, south than you knowing are. Knowing what I know about boats, can we not tack that fast? How, fa- how uh, since we're a fast boat, and then Blackwater's this big behemoth. You, the Blackwater's fast though. It's got three more sails than you have. It's big, but it's quick. Uh, you're not sure if you could outrun it. Um, you have about three minutes before you're intercepted. Okay. So what do you want to power up is the question. Right, all right, Doro, uh, do you think fire. we can- Fire. Fire? We have to decide. Well, the Ironwood ship is not gonna burn. It's not gonna burn, especially um, if it's yeah. wet. Well, the other two might have my friends on it. Um, uh, do you think that they're gonna stop when they catch you? No, they're, they're just gonna burn me at the stake. Oh, <laughs> well, so you gotta get away. Right. Well, Toro, do you think you can get us out of here? All of us? As Doro's looking out over the side of the ship, the other two, you realize he's not been a part of the group. He's been looking over there. Yeah. With his arms crossed, looking at the other ships as they're cutting towards us. And he looks like, snaps to Sirena and says, Give me the gem! Sirena reaches into her pocket and pulls out the Eye of Saw. Now, the second you touch it, it's going to knock you out. Well, I so know. Unless he beats it. Give me the gem. So you should get. Well, you should prepare first, then. I'm so. ready. My hands open. All the rest of you prepared. What do you plan to do, Doro? I'm gonna move us. I bet. I give bet. me the gem. I tell you what. I put bet. all of your power into these batteries. Uh, don't give him the gem just yet. Put okay. all of your power into these two different batteries. Then put both of your hands onto the onto the two different batteries, and then uh, we will put the gem on your back as we hold you, as the two of us focus our energies on him. Okay. This sounds like a plan. Okay. How could this fail? I'm in as well. <laughs> Parazin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Parazin. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, right here. Sorry, <laughs> playing a bunch of NPCs. I'm in here, too. You can feel power electrifying all of you. Just the, everything, like everything tingles and 
pain almost, and there's little like bolts of purple energy that fly off your guy's skin. It feels so powerful, like nothing you've ever felt or seen before, like no magic you've ever touched, like none of your divinities. This is something different. This is what godhood feels like. <laughs> Roll constitution. Uh, so I'm going to use my inspiration point. Eighteen. Okay. Do you want us to roll for anything while we're using our powers too? Or I want you to all roll wisdom. Okay, I'm gonna use my inspiration point. Perfect. From the flotilla. Perfect. Oh, here I got, here I got a nineteen. Eighteen. Nice. What is, what is this? Wisdom. Wisdom. So, what's one? Uh, nineteen. Nice. Okay. A wave of energy hits you. You feel like you're going to explode. You feel seven feet tall. You feel stronger and smarter and clearer than you've ever felt in your entire life. Your eyesight zooms about a mile forward. You can see a perfect little space where you could drop this boat. There! You're just from where you are. You have this incredible feel of falling and all of a sudden you are. The boat appears about 10 feet above the surface of the water and crashes down. You all kind of grab and stumble a couple, you fall to the ground, you all picking yourselves up, and you are far, far past the Blackwater and quickly leaving them behind as they fall past the horizon. They'll never catch you now. Yay! <laughs> Full speed ahead! Something went right! Except Doro's not here. Doro? Doro? Doro! Thank you very much for joining us for the inaugural season of God's Fall. I'm sure a lot of you have a lot of questions, so during the month break we're about to take to prep season two, we're going to do another mailbag episode. Send us any questions you have to godsfalldc at gmail.com. And if you want to be really awesome, send us an audio clip of you asking the question. We'll edit it into the podcast. Aside from that, we will see all of you in one month, and thank you again for listening to God's Fall. This show was produced and edited by Dead Ghost Productions. Find out more about us and all the shows we make at deadghostpro.com.